0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
1: Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 4 down the main road and bust out the when it's cold. We got Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number it's one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. Make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and of course, follow me on twitter at john r whitmer those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates little aaron lewis northern redneck speaking of aaron lewis he's coming to wichita be at the cotillion later this uh this spring i i know if i don't get tickets my wife will uh, have me sleeping on the couch for a month so last month the nrsc released a report that showed teachers' unions increased political donations as they pushed for school closure policies. Meanwhile, the Freedom Foundation uncovered millions in uh, Paycheck Protection Program loans going to those very same teachers' unions, even though they were, were not eligible for the loans in the first place. Go figure. Joining us now to walk us through the numbers is Max Nelson, the author and researcher of the report, Max, thank you for joining us this evening.
0: Hey, my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, I looked at these uh, numbers. By the way, I, I posted a link to the report on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. If if folks want to check it out, it it's, it it's a little eye-opening, frankly. But according to this Freedom Foundation report, hundreds of labor unions, including numerous teachers' unions, received $36.7 million in federal funds through the paycheck protection program for which
0: they were legally ineligible correct that is correct yeah that uh, that boils us right down to its essence I,
1: how I, I mean uh, and don't get me wrong I, we keep hearing these stories of fraudulent PPP loans but these are teachers unions.
0: <laughs> Well, government is big. Government is bureaucratic. It's not known for being particularly efficient. Uh, This was a massive new program that was created by Congress essentially overnight uh, with passage of the CARES Act in the early days of the COVID pandemic and handed to a relatively small federal agency, the Small Business Administration, which tried to implement the apparatus to run this program. Uh, in, in short order. So I mean under the best of circumstances, government is is prone to uh making mistakes like this that conveniently happen to work in the interests of uh those that uh have substantial political influence. So in some ways this is this is really par for the course with government, but in this unique program here, this was a multi stage failure. I mean from from start to finish. The, the unions themselves that were submitting applications for uh, Paycheck Protection Program funds needed to complete forms that were developed by the Small Business Administration and had to attest to the SBA that they were eligible for the funds at the time that they were applying. Uh, and there was even, you know, the first section of the form was supposed to, you know, a series of check boxes. The applicant was supposed to indicate what type of eligible business entity they were. Uh, Now, unfortunately, there's no way for us uh, outside the government uh, apparatus to to get copies of those actual applications, Uh, but at least we know that the fact that they were attesting – that they would have had to have attested, yes, we are eligible for these funds uh, was incorrect uh, by, by virtue of the fact that their applications were were uh, were received and submitted and approved. So at some level there was either a misunderstanding of the rules or potentially uh intentional uh, uh <laughs> lack of forthrightness with the uh, with the applications on the part of these unions. Uh but the the second layer was the private financial institution that reviewed each loan application. So massive program like I said, I, I millions of these loans were were issued and approved. Uh, And the SBA, rather than trying to handle all of this in-house, contracted with a network of about 6,000 private banks and financial institutions around the country to actually review and process and approve uh, these loan applications. So that was another stage of failure. Uh, Obviously, the unions were submitting inaccurate applications. The banks apparently were not catching them. And in, in at least one or two instances that we identified, uh, the the bank that approved the loan was actually uh, affiliated with labor unions. Was actually owned by labor unions. Oh jeez. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of the day, the Small Business Administration didn't have the internal co- controls in place to monitor these loans and and the applications coming in, and to make sure that they were only going to eligible entities. So from top to bottom, there was a, a breakdown here.
1: Well, and and these are forgivable loans. That that were, I mean, let's be honest. You, you were being generous. I I'm going to be honest. I, they, they, there had to have been fraud here. I, we've heard of cases where the government's going after these people and you know private individuals who are trying to deceive. I, I have not heard any instances where the federal government's going after these unions. But what makes this even more grotesque is what some of these unions may have done with this money. For example, five local American Federation of Teachers Union branches received over one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in combined PPP loans. And meanwhile, the American Federation of Teachers Committee on Political Education donated a million dollars to Senate Democrat majority PAC. I mean, it's if you look at it, it seems pretty obvious what happened here. AFT got a bunch of PPP money, and then the AFT National or donated a bunch of money to Senate Democrats.
0: It it is very likely that the PPP PPP funds that these unions. Received teachers unions and other public employees unions and, and AFL-CIO affiliates, it's entirely likely that some or, or large portions of that money uh, helped finance or, or free up other funds for the unions to then contribute on partisan political activity and, and electioneering. Uh, union dues are often a source of significant political contributions and unions, particularly in the public sector, uh, have an interest in and, and a large capacity to influence electoral outcomes. So any money that they didn't have to pay to their staff as salaries that they received through the PPP was money that they could have freed up and and spent on political actions. And honestly, on cheerleading for COVID lockdowns for the very policies yeah. that necessitated this type of relief in the first place.
1: Yeah, I mean if you look at their spending on elections in 2019, AFT spent $100,000 to Senate Democrats in 2020, the year after they got all this PPP money, they spent $3.25 million to Senate Democrats. Do the math. I mean, right. they didn't get a ton of new donor money from their union members. Most of those guys were laid off. I mean, it just it makes pretty simple sense what they did. They got a bunch of money from taxpayers and turned around and donated it to Senate Democrats
0: hmm It's pretty outrageous, and and when you look at these AFL-CIO affiliate unions as well. So AFL-CIO, uh, is a little bit confusing to understand sometimes because many unions are affiliated with the AFL-CIO, and so that may appear in their in their title. But the AFL-CIO itself is an organization with its own state affiliate entities in, internally, uh, and its own local affiliates internally. It's basically a trade association for unions. It's it's a union for unions, if you will. Uh, And so our our report identified about a half million dollars that went to, you know, the Pennsylvania AFL-CIO, the Alaska AFL-CIO, and and various local uh, AFL-CIO entities. Again, these are entities that are not representing workers. They're representing unions. Uh, And so they tend to be even more political. Uh, in their advocacy and in the use of their funds than a teacher's union would be or a state worker's union would be because they're they're explicitly the advocacy arm for unions, uh, and yet they were applying for and receiving apparently hundreds of thousands of dollars in uh, taxpayer COVID relief funds that they weren't legally entitled to.
1: So, Max, we have a case here in Wichita, a private individual who uh, it looks like he's alleged to have committed this type of PPP fraud and mm-hmm. feds are going after it. my question for you is what happens now will there be any investigation into these fraudulent loans you've, you've you guys have found them the ob- the evidence is there you can see the report it's pretty obvious you know is the department of justice looking into this is the federal government doing it or are they just going to ignore it because these are big democrat donors
0: well, that's that's the question right now, John. I mean, we, uh, part of our research uncovered uh, through the Freedom of Information Act requests, uh, uncovered emails uh, that from the SBA. And uh, apparently as early as July of 2020, uh, Trump administration officials in the White House were alerting the SBA to the fact that loans were apparently going out to unions that were ineligible. Uh, now, our research, after the fact, indicates that nothing changed. Uh, those loans continued to be approved and, and sent out. Some unions even were approved for second loans uh, after after the SBA was notified uh, but it 's not too late for uh, federal authorities to do the right thing i mean we 've submitted our findings to the uh, small business administration's inspector general, uh, who has uncovered other ways in which the PPP program was mishandled by the SBA Uh, And we've submitted our findings to the Department of Justice, which has a National Center on Disaster Fraud. So hopefully those federal authorities are impartial enough to recognize that the law was violated and at least recover this money uh for american taxpayers and if they find that these uh loans were loan applications were completed uh with the intention uh and and knowingly inaccurate information then hopefully they'll pursue appropriate criminal penalties you know there was there was a line in in president biden's uh, uh state of the union this week that caught my attention and uh yeah it's just a short line you know he's throwing a lot of stuff out there in the speech but you know he specifically claimed that in his administration the watchdogs yes. the watchdogs have been welcomed back and we're going to go after the criminals who stole billions in relief money covid relief money meant for small businesses and millions of Americans so we'll see we'll see if his administration lives up to that promise but if if they do You know, we've handed this to them on a silver platter.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I remember him saying that. And and actually, I knew I was going to be talking to you. And I thought I was going to bring that up because he said he was going to do it. Now we'll see if the rubber meets the road on this. Again, we shared a link to the report on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. But if folks are interested in reading more, they can visit freedomfoundation.com, correct?
0: That is exactly the place to go. Yep.
1: Max, I appreciate you. Thank you again for joining us for bringing us this report. It's fascinating. Um, you know, if you don't expose this, I guarantee you the mainstream media isn't going. Maybe Fox would, but we know the other two won't. Thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend.
0: My pleasure, John. Thanks for having me.
1: We're gonna pay a few bills, and when we return, Senate Majority, Senate Majority Leader. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, you know, it's just it's off. It's it's an off night. And you know why. So bear with me. Former Secretary of State Chris Kobach will be with us. We're going to talk about the lawsuit that he recently filed on behalf of the military airmen and National Guardmen. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. I'll figure out where I am and what week this is. And when I do, we'll be back on 98.7 and 1330
0: KNSS.